Hello everyone, I'm Alex and I'm here with my husband Shane and we are so glad that you could join us for happy hour on this Family Tree Podcast episode 186. And this is a Thanksgiving episode because we just came from a delicious dinner with your family. Yes, Canadian Thanksgiving episode and this is our third Thanksgiving meal of the weekend. So Shane, are you surprised that I just threw up? You did throw up. When we got home. I, threw I didn't up. know that. Yes. Well, I feel like throwing up and you <laughs> you did me the biggest disservice ever by never ask someone to make you a dessert plate. They always put too much stuff I, on there. I, I gave them a taster. I gave them a taster platter, a little bit of everything, but small portions how, of how everything. How many calories do you think that was? Tons. Like conservatively, that was 2,000 calories. Tons. So I just ate 2,000 calories for dessert. And, you know, you've been eating very sneaky lately and don't think I haven't noticed. What do you mean? You've been every corner we go to you. You're eating way less calories than me. <laughs> so if I get like a personal pan pizza, you'll just get the, you know, a couple of uh, what are those called? Chicken, Chicken strips. tendies. Yeah. Chicken tendies. <laughs> He's talking about our meal at the movie theater last yeah, night, by the so way. So I look at the calories. I'm like, normally. <laughs> She would get the personal pan pizza, but now she's getting the tendies, which are... Shane, okay, we did share a nacho tray. Stop, stop. You're doing that with everything, though. Everything I eat, you're eating half the calories. Yet, when you make me a dessert plate, (laughs) you're giving me 2,000 calories. Then I look at your dessert plate, and your dessert plate's like 400 calories. And I'm not calorie counting (laughs) if everything's equal, but if everything's not equal... It's a little weird. Wait, wait, wait. So what do you think is my ultimate goal here? You're either trying to... (laughs) Well, it's not like you're always filling up my plate. So it's not like your ultimate goal is to fat me up. Because I don't always give you a plate and say, whatever you want, dear, I'll eat it. So this is the one instance. But I do think you're trying to be in superior shape to me. I'll say it. (laughs) I didn't even think of that. When I was getting you the dessert platter, babe, I was just like, I wanted you to taste everything because everything was yummy. And I tasted everything too. Okay, let's skip the dessert platter and let's just get to what's going on with we used to eat the same things. I don't know. I'm less hungry than before. Fine. I'll accept it. But point is, the way you filled up that plate was not good for me. Okay. And I feel terrible right now. I feel terrible and too. And I had, you know, three alcoholic beverages. Maybe that's why I'm ranting and raving more than I might normally <laughs> on a podcast. But there, I'm putting it all out on the table. It was a good Thanksgiving dinner. It was fun. Lots of jokes, lots of laughs, lots of food, as you've heard. Um, and but- I'm not going to ask the question that, you know, everyone would ask what? on a typical Thanksgiving podcast. Wait, I wanna- But I do have a bit of a curveball. <laughs> Okay, let's hear. It's a bit of a curveball. Let here. me hear. Are your you curve? ready? I'm ready for a curveball. What are you most thankful for? Ooh, subversive. Um, I am most thankful for. I mean, it's just as much of a curveball as your question. My answer, but I'm most thankful for my family. Mm. Honest to God, I'm so thankful every day, and. Like, even just sitting around today, you and I had a lot of work to do. We got it all done. The kids were being... Lucy is freaking so excited for Thanksgiving. Like, 
acting like it's Christmas. The days leading up to Thanksgiving, she's like, two more sleeps until Thanksgiving. This morning, she woke up at 5 a.m., came over to me, said, happy Thanksgiving, mommy. What are you going to make me for my big Thanksgiving breakfast? And I was like, I can't disappoint her. So at 5 a.m., made French toast for the kids. But like ridiculous, cute, fun. Shane is always making me laugh. And it's it's just nice. I'm so damn grateful for my family. For the family. Okay. What about you? Um, I like playing basketball. That's fun. <laughs> grateful that I get, you know, I have operation over my body. Mm-hmm. A lot of people take that for granted. True. Did you so, say operation over your body? Yeah. I can operate my own body. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that an odd way to say that? I can move my <laughs> limbs and I like that. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And do you I ever think do you ever think sometimes like how am I moving my body? How how's my brain know how to move my arm right now? If like, I think about move no, your arm. no, because if I think about that stuff too hard, it I is start... weird because it does look like you do not know how to work your left arm right now. Move <laughs> I, it, okay. I that also was weird. had three drinks at dinner. Um, but no, if I start thinking about that stuff too much, I will go slightly nuts like i'll just go rabbit hole thinking and start thinking how do i know that i'm breathing and then i'll start really focusing on my breathing and then i'll like yeah trick myself into forgetting how to breathe i can get that way into blinking also oh i hate that shane see this is how i started habits when i was young so i had a couple habits i had one habit where i would nod my head forward like really obviously do you see what i'm doing right there yeah i would do that frequently like once a minute sometimes twice and i felt like if Mm. i didn't do that like there was something forcing me to and then another one i'd have to take a deep breath like that because i felt like i wasn't getting enough air and it it was again maybe once a minute no matter what i was doing i'd kind of stop and i'd take a deep breath and i'd keep going and it was like it was embarrassing but i couldn't stop what holiday do you think is has gotten better since you started a family and what holiday has gotten worse Hmm. well thanks uh, sorry uh christmas has always been great but christmas has gotten even better since having kids obviously uh i love the lie i love the santa claus thing and i know it's a big you know should we or should we not lie to our kids in that regard but i love it who's saying we shouldn't lie to the kids i know quote unquote parenting experts but i don't believe them there's not are you that, that that's an exaggeration there there if there are parenting experts who are saying don't tell your kids about santa that has to be a very low percentage of parenting experts. shane there are people who think that it is you are doing your kid a disservice by telling them that they're santa claus yeah but this is what i always tell you to, when you start talking to your account like you, that's like the troll equivalent of listening to a troll yeah. comment and saying that that's a prevailing thought that is maybe one percent of experts believe that but one percent of experts will believe anything there's one percent of people who believe we're not here that we are you know ai i kind of believe that sometimes too when i start thinking about my breathing or moving my left arm do you think we're ai i don't know but what i'm what i'm saying is (laughs) that almost anything has a very small vocal minority right yeah so 
like, come on, like, let's not pretend that no, experts I, are actually saying don't tell your kids. I don't know. Look, when I was, when we first had the kids and I was on all the parenting stuff, right? I, I was just more inundated with it than I am now because I don't look at those things anymore. But uh, I would see a lot of stuff being like, oh, don't lie to your kids about Santa. This is a great time to start implementing truth telling and modeling truth telling, whatever. But it's definitely the least fun way to live. Like, it is not fun. No one's doing fun. that. No one's doing that. And I, I hope I not. When I say no one's doing that, it's like in the way no one is riding bulls. People are riding bulls, but really such a few percentage of people are riding bulls that we can openly make fun of people who ride bulls and not get in trouble for it. It's true. And I also just thought of the holiday that got worse after having kids. What's that? St. Patty's Day. You used to have a good time. Go to the pubs or when I used to bartend, make all the money was amazing. But I, I love to go to St. Patty's Day. I really like um, a lot of like Irish folk music. Oh, I hate St. Patrick's Day. Oh, no. The Pogues. Give me a reason to listen to some good Irish music and I'm in. Do you remember, Shane? We had a good St. Patty's Day on the street. It was during COVID. And our neighbor, a few doors down, sat on his front lawn and brought out a stereo and played the Dropkick Murphys like super loud for two hours. That was awesome. And you and I just sat on the porch having a couple of drinks listening along. Yeah. Didn't his wife die around that time? Yes. Wasn't was, he very drunk? And, it was in remembrance, I think. And then he was <laughs> he was crying. There was a rainbow out there. It was a beautiful moment. I'm not making it was. No. I'm not making fun. You're laughing here. <laughs> it was it was a cinematic moment. Mm-hmm. But uh, I do think that uh St. Patrick's Day, whether they have children or not, St. Patrick's Day might actually be better <laughs> since we've had kids because then you are you can celebrate more of the fun jigs and it's less about going to a crammed bar with idiots. And I'm not even the type like, oh, these are like not professional drinkers because I never <laughs> considered myself a professional drinker. Yeah. But it's just annoying to go out on St. Patrick's Day. No, but that's the thing. I, I'm happy to even stay in. I just like it. You know, I like to stay in. But you're not going to have a bunch of Irish whiskey if you got a couple kids running around. So I'm just saying, even if I was staying in and listening to whoever, it just is for me. It's I just want to listen to some good old music. You know, that's what I mean. So when you have kids, mm-hmm. you cut out the annoying part, right? Which is going out to all those green beer events with Ugh. the college kids. And you can just have a few drinks of Irish whiskey and it's an excuse to remind yourself to, hey, this Irish music exists. I can listen to it. I can go on the front porch after the kids are in bed and blare some uh, Dropkick Murphys and watch, you know, my neighbor celebrating his his wife's life. Okay, wait. The listeners need to know what else happened during that occasion because this was wild so i need to know what else happened okay you'll remember when i say it so this neighbor was outside right and it, a lot most of the people from our street we knew what was going on we knew about his wife's passing obviously like you know a while before and everybody kind of came out because it was the middle of COVID and sat on their porches and listened to the dropkick murphys along with them just like kind of silently on their own everybody's having their own drinks and listening and uh then our neighbor next door she's not there anymore but she called the cops. She called in a noise complaint on this guy. Oh, yeah. Who is lost his wife, had nothing, and is just 
doing one thing that he knew his, his wife liked to do or something like that. And like everybody else on the street was into it. Everybody else was sitting and listening peacefully and like enjoying it. And we kind of had this nice bonding moment as a street without even saying anything. And then our next door neighbor who was, is gone now called the cops and put in a noise complaint. Who yes. does that? And then she came over to us so and bragged about how she called the cops on him. And we were like, well, you know, his his wife died a year ago today and he's just kind of celebrating an honor. She's like, oh, but he she'll, still shouldn't be doing that. And then she kind of <laughs> sheepishly went back as the cops are like, you know, giving oh, him the uh, stun gun. That was awful, eh? Yeah. That was awful. You'd think you'd check in when you see the whole street out there kind of celebrating together in a very innocent way. You'd think you'd check with somebody before calling it's cops. true. Always do that. Before you call the cops on a noise complaint, always check in to see what's going on. Truly, though, because it could be like... Especially, uh, I mean, if the noise complaint is before 10 p.m., mm-hmm. this was after like 10 p.m., have at it. This was like, it was daylight outside. It was 6 p.m. It was like dinner time. It was nuts. This It was wild. Um, but Shane, I want to know your answer to this. What is a holiday that got better for you after kids? And what is a holiday well, that ju- got let's worse? Let's just go through them all. Okay, Valentine's Day. Better since kids or worse? Oh, it's, I don't know, maybe worse because it's kind of annoying because you want to just have a nice date night, but they got to put kids to bed first and you can't get a babysitter because all your babysitters are doing Valentine's Day oh, stuff. it's way better. You think better? Why? Way better. When, when you don't have kids... You actually think you're supposed to go to like a nice restaurant or something? No, I, I think you and I, even before kids, stayed home and did stuff like quiet, didn't we? Well, maybe maybe it's also about getting older. Valentine's Day gets better when you get older in general, mm-hmm. I say. When you're young, you think you have to book like the coolest restaurant yeah. at the the fanciest place and do all that. And it's just so annoying and it's so perfunctory and obligations minded centric and i will say that okay the more i thought about it i was like well you know we only did have maybe two valentine's days together before we mm-hmm. had kids however we did them perfectly you don't go folks to the fancy romantic restaurants that everybody's going to you go to a dive shane and i went to the best dive burger bar in toronto and the one year we caught a movie before we went to see harold and Maude. that was the same year we went to see we went to eat at harry's charbroiled mm-hmm. and then we saw the movie afterwards it's amazing and then the next year we also went to harry's charbroiled because we were the only couple celebrating valentine's day in there and it made our love feel more unique than going to a restaurant where everybody was celebrating their love you know what yeah, I, mean? I think the point is just do what you want to do and don't do something that is annoying. And it's annoying to book some Italian fancy restaurant. Yeah. So I would say Valentine's Day, since we've had children, maybe it's a byproduct of just, you know, when you have children, you're just a little bit older. But I think with age and having children, Valentine's Day is better. And sometimes eating in is better than eating out. <laughs> now, Alex might disagree with me. But I do like going out to the keg oh, all, at all, keg. all times. I do think that is probably the best place to go out and if it's valentine's day yeah then valentine's day would be nice underrated guys keg is the most underrated big place ever in the sense that when you're our age and it's like you want to find the cool spots and you want to go to like oh i heard this new chef open this mm-hmm. spot on this one street but it's like the keg is always freaking good gag. 
They're so consistent. They are so tasty. Yeah, they cost an arm and a leg nowadays. Were you shocked at the price of our last bill? I was. That was with a $100 gift certificate. That was crazy. They were like $189. I was like, (laughs) well, I do have a $100 gift certificate. And they go, we've already rung that through. Yikes. And then we started the car. Yeah. I was shocked by that. We're two people. Okay, let's continue. What else? Easter. Easter. Easter without kids is just Thanksgiving, isn't it? Well, not if you're Catholic. If you're Catholic, then that is the death and resurrection of Christ. So that's like the biggest holiday, technically. That's like bigger than Christmas. Christmas, what did he do? He was born? He was born. That's a pretty big day. Yeah, but- Without him, there is no resurrection. Yeah, but- He's got to be born before they bring him back. dying and resurrecting, then there's no eternal life for the rest of us. Well, I don't think there's any eternal life if you're not born yet. (laughs) You can't die unless you live. But he could have been born and then not given himself up, I guess, right? Yeah, but if he wasn't born, he would- give himself up chicken and egg babe yeah so that's why christmas is more important well christmas is more fun because easter is like pretty somber and then it gets happy but i'd say easter is a lot of fun with kids because you get to do the egg hunt they get Mm -hmm. super pumped for that you get to talk and then lucy asks lots of crazy questions about crucifixion and whatnot if you say easter is more fun before you had kids you're a weirdo unless you were a kid yourself yeah, I'm talking about like people over 30. <laughs> okay, okay, next holiday. Wait, Shane, what? Easter um, of 2016 was a nice Easter. Do you remember what happened? This is English you're speaking? <laughs> Wait, Shane, <laughs> Easter of 2016. Do you remember Easter 2016? No. Oh, it was when we had already been engaged for three weeks secretly. And then we told my parents and you were like, oh, that was on Alex. Easter. Yeah. And you were like, I'm going to get engaged to Alex. And my family was like, oh, yeah. And they were like crying and everything. And then I came in the house and everybody was all crying. And then my cousins came and everybody was all crying again. It was all fun. Do you remember it's, that? Well, it's funny. I asked your dad. I was. No, no. Your dad asked me the other day. He goes, did you ever ask for uh, Alex's hand in marriage? <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, I did. I went in. He was like, oh, I forgot. That's so a funny, funny random question. <laughs> but he, he was like, talking about it. It was topical because he was, somehow we were talking about someone else asked for the hand in marriage. Right. Point is, it wasn't that memorable to your dad. So it's not like he was just sitting there and being like, how did we get here with the Shane Cunningham character? I don't even remember him offering his hand asking no it's just i i guess i don't make an impression but what other holidays are there (laughs) okay 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 wait halloween halloween a blast with kids but also kind of less fun in a way i don't know two sides of the coin here because i really love a good halloween party love it Uh, i always hated halloween parties i love it but anytime i'm out so that kind of sucks i'd be out single man out can't tell how anybody looks (laughs) I don't like it and sometimes like if i'm out and i have a costume that obstructs my face or something then it's like i don't want a woman just picking me for my bod okay hold on bod man what kind of because for many and women on halloween i always find that there's you know no matter if you're scary goofy whatever there's always two types to it so either you are a sexy version of something or you are so over the top unsexy and just going for the laughs or whatever uh so what type were you would you try to look good on halloween or would you try to look ridiculous i was always a chippendales dancer 
Oh, so you're always trying to look good. Oh, I thought you were going <laughs> to zing me. I thought you were going to say, oh, so you look bad. Um, no, I would always wear a name tag that said, I am Bill Gates and just wear glasses. That's it? Yeah. I, I hate dressing up on Halloween. <laughs> well, you went, our, our listeners know, you went over the top on our first Halloween together. I think we talked about that well, recently. Well, I was so in love. I was blinded by ass. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, I was just into the idea of me being Owen Wilson's character mm -hmm. in the Royal Tenenbaums because normally people went as uh, Luke Wilson's yeah. character in Royal Tenenbaums and you were Gwyneth Paltrow. You were great Gwyneth Paltrow. And yeah, I put in all this effort to getting that face paint that Owen Wilson has in that movie. Why, why am I forgetting his name? It's not Richie Tenenbaum. No, it it's... Is, um, um, is it Chaz? Eli Cash. Eli Cash. There you go. So It's a good costume. Yeah, and I was him when he was on Mescaline, mm -hmm. where he was driving the car and he had his face painted all messed up. No, and, it was it was it was and a yeah. Great I paid look. like one hundred and twenty bucks to get my face painted like that. Cause see, I could picture you as a guy who's uh, pretending to go goofy or ridiculous, but then subtly also just trying to make yourself look good. For some reason, I could just see you doing that. You can imagine me putting effort into a Halloween costume. No, no, no. But that's the thing. It would be like, I'm not putting any effort in, but I look good. You know what I mean? But but subtly. So in a way where it's like you're not, uh, it's not obvious that you know you look good, but you know you look good. Well, I think as Bill Gates, I look good. I think there's no bones about it. <laughs> I want to see this costume. It's just me wearing glasses. <laughs> looking good with the bill gates thing on like as good as i can look okay okay next holiday thanksgiving with kids or without kids it's is thanksgiving better hmm it's such a family oriented holiday you're gonna have to say better yeah kids honestly make holidays way more fun like with lucy counting the sleeps to thanksgiving like what the hell i'm just counting the days until i have to start I made whipped no, cream today, guys. That was the actual it. event. You can't say the kids mm. counting. No, the event, I thought today was a blast. And also we had Thanksgiving dinner on Saturday that I thought was a blast. And we're at a phase right now, which is really nice because at family dinners in years prior, every year up till now, it has been a little tough because the kids have been so young that they are so prone to really injuring themselves or injuring somebody else or whatever. So we've had to keep a really tight eye on them. But finally, this Thanksgiving at both of our dinners, we were able to kind of take a step back. They played with their cousins and we got to hang out with the adults. Maybe you got to take a step back. The kids are in a real like I prefer daddy over mommy phase right now. So about freaking time. I had to get in there. Yeah. I hate to say <laughs> the kids don't like you anymore, but it kind of feels that way sometimes. Because I have been struggling with how I feel about this because Shane is right. Mm. The kids for the past three nights have been asking for daddy to do everything instead of me. A part of me is like, what the hell did I do wrong? Like, why don't you want me? And then the other part is like, oh my God. This is liberation. This feels great. But I'm struggling. Both sides of the coin. Yeah. Betty the other day. Have you taught her the, what AF means? No. She said mommy's annoying AF. Get out of here. You're... <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Betty loves me. Yeah, she does. But I'd say it's pretty close. Normally, it used to be like 95.5 <laughs> 95 in terms of like... 
Betty loving you that much. Yeah. Now I'd say it might be 35, 65. For who? For you still. I'd say it's I'd say it's more even than that even. No, just recently I've I've yeah. taken a big step forwards, but overall still, yeah. but it, I think 35 feels like almost like 85. No, compared to what it used to be. You have made leaps in the last little bit, babe. Yeah, well the kids I think they're maturing. They're starting to get like humor and like who's like clever. I don't know. Last time I asked them who was funnier, they said, Mommy. Yeah, that's what I mean. They're starting to get it. <laughs> they don't fully get it. They just think, you know, oh yeah, mommy does a lot of farts and that's funny. I don't do a lot of farts for those well, listening. Okay, a like, lot of silencers. A lot of silencers. When when have I done a silencer, Shane? Please enlighten me because I don't remember. I don't want to humiliate Stop you. Stop it. When? I'll tell you off air. No, tell me now. I want to know. If there truly is a time where I'm doing silencers. I think you did a silencer before you walked in to record. I did not. Then what smelled like poop? <laughs> you. Touche. <laughs> no, Alex hasn't been doing silencers. I'll admit it. But um, on that note, <laughs> on that note, let's go to the mailbag segment. But before we do that, let's let everyone know who we are supported by. We are supported by True Earth. And if you listen to our podcast, you know that Shane and I are in the process of reducing our environmental footprints. And one way we're doing this is by eliminating single-use plastics in our household. And if you want to do this kind of thing, start small. We started solely with laundry detergent jugs. Yes. And it starts with jugs, but then it ends with saving the planet. So for now, we're just saying bye to these massive two-liter jugs. And we discovered True Earth and haven't looked back since. This detergent comes in pre-measured soluble strips that you simply rip apart and put in your washer. It is so easy. And the best part is that there's no plastic. And the packaging is also so compact that it has drastically changed the tidiness of our laundry room. So as a family who have kids with super sensitive skin, we usually opt for the baby detergent because it's fragrance-free, gentle on everybody's skin, and it's still so tough on dirt. Our clothes come out smelling great and super clean. So check out True Earth Detergent and seriously all of their other products. Like they have a whole host of household products that are amazing. You can find these at true.earth. And if you use the promo code thisfamilytree10, you're getting 10% off your order. You're going to love this product. Take our word for it. Again, that is true.earth and thisfamilytree10. All right. Now we're here at the mailbag segment. Now, Alex, I have big expectations. So blow me away. What are some questions that we're answering this week? Okay. The first question, how did you guys pick a school slash daycare for your girls? So starting off parenting, I like this one though, because this is pretty daunting. And I remember when I was signing up for this and first taking a look at it, I was so overwhelmed, but I got to say, we ended up going with the daycare that Betty is currently in and that both girls were in because it was the only one we got into. Because the wait lists for daycares in most major cities, in minor cities, whatever, are years long. What do you do if you can't get your kid into daycare? You're effed. You just quit You're your job? You're effed. Shane, so many parents go through this. And this is, again, why, you know, typically women and the moms get behind on the pay gap and everything because they're the ones that have to take off the time to make up for this. So it's like if you don't have family that's willing to help, if you can't hire a nanny – you're screwed. 
or you're sending your kids to a daycare that you definitely wouldn't want to send them to. Mm. But as far as daycares go, like before COVID, we were sending Lucy to a home daycare, which was awesome as well. But I think you can get, you know, if you're decent at reading people, I think that if you just take a meeting with them, you can get a good idea, trust your instinct on what the people are like, if they're trustworthy, if you get a good feeling from the place, don't you think? Yeah. Like, I think it's such an easy thing. And if there's one thing that's making you feel like, ooh, I don't know about this place, trust that and don't put your kid in there. Just trust that. But you have to meet up with them. Obviously, like any licensed place has to have all the government, you know, whatever police checks and everything. But other than that, meet up with them, get a tour. And if you have a good feeling about it, do it. If you don't, don't put your kid there. I think it's simple. What would you do if the daycare was run by ripped men in their 50s? <laughs> I don't even know where to start with that. You know how I feel about men. Okay, just all the women. It's all women, but they're mm-hmm. all just ripped. Well, that's fine. They protect my kids better. Okay. But the men, I wouldn't think that. The men, I'd think something weird, which you know what I'm probably thinking. But um, with the women, yeah, I'd be like, yeah. They're going to protect my kids from everything. And I'd be all over it. What about Mennonites? <laughs> I would not trust that. <laughs> Female Mennonites. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Male women Mennonites. <laughs> okay. Next question. If you could pick a house to live in from any movie, which one would it be? And I love this question. Every single person is going to say the house from Home Alone. I don't care who you are. If you're not saying that house, one, you don't know movies. I didn't have that written down. Okay, you're going to say something weird. <laughs> what, it, what is this, the movie? The House from the Maddening Crowd or whatever. What's that movie? Madden Crowd, but no. The Madden. You love this movie called, <laughs> say it. What is it now? I'm now I'm having the very Madden, far, far from the Madden Crowd. Yeah. Oh, you're like, you know what's a good movie? <laughs> far from the Madden Crowd. It's great. Who stars in it? The Carrie, uh, what's her name? The girl who's in Promising Young Woman. Oh, yeah. Her and then Matthias Schrodinger or whatever his name is. Shriver? No. Okay. Anyway, go. Um, What else? Okay. So I put as my number one, the house from Forrest Gump. Shane, and you're going to appreciate why. You're a big porch guy. We love a good porch. That's part of the reason we bought the house we're currently living in. The house from Forrest Gump basically has two stories of all around porches. Do you remember this house? I'm going to show you. Guys, if you want to see a good house, look up Google house from Forrest Gump to ours. Shane, look at this beauty. Like basically all around the house, two levels of porches. It's gorgeous, right? Like with gorgeous like willow trees and just pretty trees yeah, all around good, it. That's pretty good though. Home Alone house. Of course it's gorgeous. But I mean... The porches, and no, then this I is like, like Forrest understated. Gump Forest Compost is good. And then do you want to know the other one I put? It's along the same lines. The Notebook House, Shane. Look at that. Yeah. So yeah, that's a good one. The house that Noah builds Allie in the notebook, that's another one I love. And that gives you a, a, an idea, I think, of the types of houses I love, and I think it explains why we love the house we live in. Mm-hmm. But what would yours be? Would it be the Home Alone? Yeah, Home Alone House. Yeah, I think that's the obvious one. I was trying to think. Do you remember that movie Enough with Jennifer Lopez? Oh, is that where she just, she's had enough? 
yeah, she has an abusive husband and she like learns um, self-defense and everything and goes back and kills him. Yeah, she couldn't take it anymore. Mm-hmm. So that house, I don't remember anything about it, but I kind of remember it being very cool and modern. And I was thinking about that and I was like, ooh, but bad vibes from Well, I find it always goes home alone house, house from enough, <laughs> uh, the kids from Three Ninjas, <laughs> then oh, Forrest Gump house. So yeah, we've kind of cliche named all the number one Okay, next question. Pamela Anderson recently went makeup free to a fashion show and looked incredible. Hubba hubba. Do you, do you think we will see more of this in the future? So, I mean, I it would be so nice, but how difficult is it? Like, I'm trying to think of if I could even get up and go and do my job with absolutely no makeup. I've gone with very mm-hmm. little, but I have never gotten up and gone to my job with zero makeup. Mm. And that would be tough for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I think for Pamela, she's long been established as somebody who is very beautiful she has so much i mean if if there's value in what other people think about you and in being a beautiful person she's had her thirst in that quenched she knows she's beautiful she knows she's already given a lot in that regard so i think in some ways it might be a little bit easier but at the same time maybe it's not because you're in the public eye and you know people can be so ruthless when you age like, and when you're a woman, are right? You beautiful now. Yeah. So it's it's so weird because I think it's so nuanced. Um, but at the same time, it's annoying as f because it's like, what men have ever thought that it was revolutionary to go out with no makeup on? And it's like it's so infuriating that there's that ease there. Um, but I I hope there'll be more of it. And I think what made Pamela so beautiful that night, aside from her just being a beautiful like physically attractive person is the fact that she was like glowing she was smiling ear to ear she was so happy she looked so at ease and she looked like she was really feeling beautiful you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and i think that that was the most stark part about it and that 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 like inner happiness and inner self-acceptance and whatever is what really made her shown and what really made her so visibly beautiful that night more than anything. And I, I think that says a lot, whether you want to wear makeup or not, it's like how you feel about yourself, mm-hmm. which is maybe cliche, but I, I think there's so much to it. Um, I just noticed recently, actually, that Pam had a face. <laughs> Hit it. <laughs> Um, no, the joke being that I've been so fixated on her gazoobies, which were obviously very famous in the 90s. But yeah, no, I agree that um, she's probably sick of being hot. Yeah. You know, or or be feeling the pressure to have makeup. 100%. 100%. Because it's like Michael Jordan. I think he's pretty comfortable just everyone knowing that he's the best basketball mm. players. No one's like, hey, Mike, here's the ball. And also, why do we got to let the patriarchy tell us what hot is? 
I will say I did zoom in on a picture and it did look like she has like an eyelash tint or something. Cause like her, what does that mean? Well, like her eyelashes were like sticking up and very dark and she's a fair person. And like even me and I have darker hair naturally than she does. Oh, so my, you're calling her out. My eyelashes are much lighter than hers. Hers were like black. Oopsies. Hers mm-hmm. were like black and they were curled. So there's levels of non-makeup going on. Right. Maybe she's wearing the uh, no makeup makeup look. But like even I remember Kim and Kylie Kardashian and Jenner, they've done these things before where they like post a quote unquote no makeup selfie or they're like woke up like this type thing. But it's they have all of that makeup already on in the form of filler, Botox, um, what do you call it? Like permanent makeup on eyebrows or Eyebrow whatever tats. so it's like how much can you really state you know it's so it's all complicated. Pam, if you're listening you ain't fooling nobody <laughs> no i love Pam so much me too she's amazing i was actually i've always wanted to go as a barb wire for halloween just do you know what i mean from the, her movie wouldn't yeah, that be a good I, costume nobody does that i never see people dress as barb wire well, a lot of people um, that you see out for Halloween aren't in their 50s. <laughs> <laughs> Shane, are you ready for the next question? Yeah. David Beckham nearly missed the birth of one of his kids. Is there ever a good excuse to miss a birth? And do you think celebs feel differently about missing a birth, giving their commitments? Okay, for me, bottom line, hell no. I don't care Get if you are. No, I don't care if you are Joe Blow or yes, you do. whatever president no you are not missing the birth of our kid do you know why david beckham missed the birth i looked it up you bending it yeah he was you know with who who his nanny he no i think he's loyal actually but he was was doing a photo shoot with beyonce and j-lo okay so you're gonna have a kid Mm -hmm. okay betty lucy who cares Mm -hmm. a million bucks what do you want me there or a million you there, you put the baby in me and or, okay, so it's either you are there to witness the birth of the baby that you put inside me or you hanging out with two of the hottest women with the best butts on the planet. Get out of here. There's no way pregnant me is going to be cool. Even if, Shane, I'm getting incensed talking about this, thinking about this. The thought of you doing a photo shoot with well, Beyonce and today. J-Lo, stop it. You have, you've eaten a lot of sweets. But- <laughs> It's infuriating. Normal Alex, when her glucose levels are regulated, you care about the cash. Shane, I'm a more jealous woman than I am money hungry woman. You know that. I say it's equal. No, you know that. There, there's no way a photo shoot is happening if I'm not there witnessing it. For one million. Shane. For one million. No. You've even said when when I shoot my silly little skits and I need to kiss a woman in a skit, you're like Shane, this is a stupid skit. It's not like you're getting paid a million bucks for a real movie. (laughs) And you always remind me what a loser I am. And then I go, right, I'm a loser and I'm pretty much paying to put this on TV. (laughs) You're right. But if I was with Mel Gibson and I'm playing an undercover cop. You can kiss Mel Gibson, that's fine. No, I don't want to kiss Mel. Well, I'll kiss Mel. I mean, if I get paid, it's not that I don't want to kiss Mel. I'm saying in this scenario i don't want to kiss mel because i'm trying to prove to you that if it was i don't know pam anderson and i have to kiss her in a scene and i get a million bucks for it you wouldn't let me you're using me as a body w idiot or i kiss 
the hottest man on set as well. That doesn't make any sense. Yes, it does. I don't think you make any sense. You kiss somebody, I kiss somebody. That's the bottom line. Okay, do it. Fairness. No, do it because mine will be part of the job and yours will be breaking the sanctity of marriage. So I'll well, be yours mad is you. breaking the sanctity of marriage. If, no, it's not. If I'm your acting. wife isn't in for it. When I'm kissing Pam Anderson, <laughs> who's playing a prostitute in a movie, and I'm playing a detective. <laughs> Shane's writing this movie in his spare no, time. <laughs> that's Detective LaRusso getting the kiss. That's not Shane Cunningham. <laughs> but Alex kissing the hot boom guy, that's Alex kissing the boom guy. Shane, I'm going to do a poll on yeah, how many other yeah. women would be okay with it or not because I am curious to know. And we're going to talk about it on the next podcast. Ooh, well, what a cliffhanger. <laughs> okay, are you ready for the next question? Yes. <laughs> what is the craziest and or sweetest thing you've ever done for love? I would say getting married so fast, yeah. getting engaged so fast, married so fast. I thought that like it, it doesn't seem crazy. It doesn't seem crazy in retrospect. It didn't at the time. But uh -huh. I think to other people outside of the situation, it seemed maybe quick. But um, no, that was like a very easy decision. But we were still getting to know each other. You know what I mean? For love. What did I do for love? Having kids is kind of crazy. Having kids is wild. Everyone, Connecting yourself to one. But it's like the act of that is wild because you are saying, hey, I'm going to be connected to you no matter what kind of person you are until the day one of us dies mm -hmm. through having kids. That is a huge commitment. That's nuts. Even if you're divorced, you're connected to them somehow. I'll, I actually think maybe the craziest thing I did, I moved out of my place in Toronto before we were even engaged. Right. <laughs> maybe we were engaged. I don't know. We were not that far. And I lived with you and your parents. Yeah, we were not engaged For that three point. months. And you, it was such an odd period. We just went bowling every night <laughs> or to the movies because I just didn't want to come home from work because I had to commute uh, like an hour and a half, two hours mm -hmm. every day to Toronto and then back from Toronto. I My lease was up on my apartment in Toronto. You lived in Hamilton with your parents. And I just on a whim moved into your childhood home with you because you hadn't <laughs> moved out of your house yet and just lived with you and your parents. Kind of unbeknownst to your parents. They knew, but they kind of didn't. I just wouldn't have family dinners with you. I would get home at like 8 p.m. I'd say, let's go bowling. We'd go bowling. Then we'd come back at like 10 or 11. And then you go to bed and then I'd be up leaving yeah. for work at like seven. So they'd never really notice me coming in or coming out. But I was living there for months. And I think the power of love emboldened me to do something like that because otherwise I would feel terribly awkward. Even though I knew I was inconveniencing your parents as little as possible, I was still, you know, taking them for granted a little bit. It was it was such a funny time because I always forget that it happened. Because like you said, it was barely yeah. happening because you were actually, you were barely there really. Yeah. I'm but getting free room and board. Like I'm not <laughs> saying I was a pest, but still I was getting free room and board from your parents. And that would be something that would make me very uncomfortable. Yeah. If I wasn't so in love. 
I just I really forget about that time period unless mm-hmm. it's brought up. But that was yeah. that was a really funny time. But we did go bowling so much. We saw so many good movies. Like we were yeah. either at the bowling alley or at the movie theater what, now, five nights of seven. That was freedom. <laughs> okay, I have one more question. Are you ready? Hit me. Okay. What was most okay, well, there's two, but what was the most memorable moment from your wedding? Most memorable moment from the wedding. The whole thing was a blur, but I think drinking alcohol out of my, your brother's, um, his, his, his what, tooth was, mold, his teeth mold. From when he had his, to get uh, a retainer. Yeah. So your brother had a mold of his jaw from when he had to get his retainer. And for some reason, he brought it down, and I did a shot of vodka out of it. He was like, we're brothers now. Drink out of my teeth. And then yes. Shane did vodka out of his teeth. That was very hilarious. Yeah. What about you? Um, I think for me, it was our parents' speeches. Because that whole thing was funny. Like, each speech was either funny or um, heartwarming or something. Like, there was something to everyone. But just the vibe of that. So, we had... Uh, servers like bartenders walking around they poured hundreds of vodka shots we did vodka toasts instead of champagne toasts at the wedding so our servers were walking around with just hundreds of vodka shots and every time their tray would be empty they'd go get another tray of them so people were just doing vodka shots these speeches and it was just beautiful like the whole city was behind us it was really nice at that point in the night because it was a hot day and it was finally letting up a bit yeah and it was just hilarious and fun. And I just, I remember that time period well. And nobody went over their quota for time. Like everybody did them pretty succinct. And you know what I mean? Like it was, it was good. I loved that moment. And I was very nervous. Anything where I was involved, so like my speech, us actually getting married, all of that is very blurry because it was just, you know, there's so much going on. Yeah. But with the other people's speeches, I could finally take a step back and just really kind of take it in. So maybe yeah. that's why it's the most memorable. It's odd. Yeah, remember my mom said your name wrong. Like three times. Yeah, what'd she say? What'd she call I don't know, like Lampansky. Something. Lamb. Yeah, and I can't remember anything your parents said. Can't remember my dad or Roseanne. I know my dad didn't speak, but I can't remember anything Roseanne said. But yeah, I do remember the shots themselves. Those were very memorable. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was fun. Yeah, I don't remember the best man speech. I, I remember it. stepdad Brad had a bit that was funny. My stepdad. Well, he, him and Jesse. Yes, him and my they, cousin they were Jesse. It. That, that was good. And they recreated, uh, like they reread our oh, first yes. text messages to each other for yes, the crowd and to that listen was to. Good. And yes, they did that very well. Uh, but yeah, the the just the vibe of the wedding was was so fun mm-hmm, and I good. Loved it. Yeah, because we did a backyard wedding. And Hamilton had an escarpment, which is basically, you know, you look off a cliff onto this beautiful, picturesque lighting of the Mm -hmm. city at night. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of a great, odd place to get married. Yeah. Because not not too many homes are off of the escarpment. Maybe, what, like a few hundred in Hamilton? Yeah. And it's, it's in the middle of the city still. Like, it's not out in the country. Like, it's in the middle of the city. Yeah. Um, what was the question? What was the most memorable part of our wedding? Yeah. And I think walking home was memorable. Like oh my us, God. at the very end of the night, when it's all done, it's kind of like eerily calm. 
you know you're going home with this decision you've made and you you know you feel the shackles and the ball and the chain and you're just it's one of the longest walks you'll ever take. Yeah. No. <laughs> it was like 3 a.m and we lived what three blocks away yeah. so shane and i held hands and walked home and it was so nice mm-hmm. it was so nice i loved that so much just mm-hmm. like getting up that morning uh and waking up together and going to our favorite coffee shop and we yeah. we just spent the morning together before we went and got ready and it was nice yeah. just making love <laughs> with that shane i say we call it and say not only did we make love on our wedding morning, but you can make love to our comment section by leaving us a rating, a review, a comment. We love to hear it. Mm-hmm. Truly, it would mean a lot. Yeah, I hope you all come and make some comments. Thank you all so much for listening to This, this Family, Family Tree, Tree Podcast. Podcast, episode 186.